What is going on, everybody? This is Mike Hughes, and you're listening to Mike on the Mic, everything sports-related podcast. Now, before this podcast gets started and we discuss the Chicago Bears game two of preseason so far of the 2021 season, I want to address the obvious. Why the fuck am I talking like this? You know what I mean? Like, I know you hear it. I know I hear it. Fucking everybody hears it. It sounds like fucking construction going down down the street. Um, I sound like a fucking drill hammer. It's fucking disgusting. It's fucking horrible. It's a bad fucking time. So with that being said, I'll get right into it. We'll go through this. We'll discuss it. And then we'll act like everything's fucking normal, even though it's not. Um, so last Saturday at the Bears game, you know, I was there. I was reporting live. I was doing my thing with my boy Chach. We were watching Bears versus Dolphins, Justin Fields' first game. Everything was smooth sailing, right? Came back, did a podcast. Everybody loved it. Had over 2,000 views. We were killing shit. We really were. It was a good fucking day. But during that game, I felt something in my throat. And that shit, pause. That shit did not feel good. And I knew what it was. Every year since I was like 15 years old, I get seasonal allergies. So around every August, mid-August, early September, it varies really. Sometimes in the beginning of the school year. Sometimes it's right before the school year. I always get a sinus infection. Don't know why. Don't know what it is. I think it's just the season's changing and that's just my allergies. But, um... Nowadays, it's like, holy fuck, I'm going to die because I have COVID. You know what I mean? Like, um, I've been off of work for the last week, the last eight days now. Um, haven't been to work. I've had this problem. Um, I'm coughing. I have the, you know, I, I'm losing my voice, all this other bullshit. Um, but I tested negative for COVID on Friday. So thank God I don't have COVID. Um, you know, grateful for that. But this fucking sucks. Nonetheless, it fucking sucks. So I'm sorry that I haven't made any videos this week. I really was just taking it day by day, seeing when my voice is going to come back today. Um, what's it? What's the date? August 21st, 2021. It's Saturday. The Bears just got beat by the Buffalo Bills and Mitchell Trubisky. We're going to get into that in a little bit. Um, but first I just wanted to discuss why this video is coming out a little later. Um, Mainly, it's because I wasn't even going to do this fucking video. I was going to write an article, which I did. It wasn't that good. It was all right. Um, like I said, I start, I start going back to school um, next week. So hopefully, my writing will continue to improve as I take these classes. Um, but yeah, I, I wasn't going to do it. I had um, a close friend of mine, P, actually, she, uh, she, she was helping me you know, write it. She was giving me critiques and ideas. And she actually gave me the only reason to do this fucking video today. So shout out to P, because it's the only reason why you're hearing my voice right now. Because without her, I would not have fucking done this shit. I promise you I wouldn't have fucking done this shit. Um, But she thought it'd be hilarious. And she thought people would like it. So shout out to P. Um, But yeah, so we're doing this today. We're going to be talking about it. We're going to be having a discussion. I wish, I fucking wish... I could just go off and talk the way I want to talk because I feel like the flow would be so much fucking better. I'd already be three plus minutes in to baking the fuck out of Matt Nagy. And this isn't, by the way, for all my guys listening to this from the network, from all my ESPN guys that I know are still listening to my shit every day to make sure I'm censoring it and making sure I'm not disrespecting people. I want you to know I've been waiting for this fucking day for five fucking years. So today... It's off the rip. It's raw Mike Hughes. We're getting it done. I don't care if I sound like a jackhammer or Dave Chappelle selling crack type guy. I sound like 
What did Pete tell me the other day? I sound like I'm selling fucking loose squares off the corner. If if you know, you know. Like, it's just a bad time. So I'm not sugarcoating any of this shit. I'm doing what I do. And you guys love the way I do what I do. So I'm going to give it to you. You know, and and, and we're going to be quite honest about it today. Mitchell Trubisky came back in here after getting ran out of Chicago by Ryan Pace, Matt Nagy, and half of the fucking Chicago Bears franchise and fan base. After getting ran out of here, he gets the backup role in Buffalo because no one else wants him to play for him. Not a single soul wants Mitchell Trubisky on their team. And what does he fucking do? He works under Josh Allen and an amazing offensive coordinator, an amazing head coach. And he, in one summer, already looks 10 times better than he's ever looked with the Chicago Bears. 10 times more comfortable, 10 times more confident, 10 times more of a leader. This kid went out and fucking balled. He got the starting gig this week in preseason um, today. You know, Josh Allen didn't suit up. Stefan Diggs didn't suit up. Um, so Mitchell Trubisky got the starting job. You know, it's just preseason. It's not going to be the regular season. He's going to be a backup. Unless, bearing injury, he's going to be a backup. Unless something happens to Josh Allen. But I truly do feel like if something were to happen to Josh Allen, they'd be in good hands. You know what I mean? Like, maybe not Super Bowl contenders. um, But they'd be in good hands because they're relatively the same kind of play style. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky just doesn't have as strong of arm. Um, And we haven't even talked about the fucking game yet. But I'm giving you the rundown. You know, um, Justin Fields earlier this week for the Chicago Bears had somewhat of a groin injury. Um, It's not like a legitimate injury. Um, It was just more of a precaution. You know, it was tweaked out a little bit. It was kind of bothering him. So they started Andy Dalton for two quarters. Mitchell Trubisky starts for two fucking quarters. Only two quarters. You want to guess what the fucking score was at halftime? I'd love for you to fucking guess. It was 34 to 6. 34 to 6. Mitchell Trubisky balls out against the Chicago Bears defense. The only, and I don't want anybody to talk shit and say that the Chicago Bears defense, well, oh, it was all the third stringers. Oh, it was all this. It was all that. No, the only two players from that defense that didn't start in the beginning of this game and in this first half was linebacker Roquan Smith. Very important, but, you know, it's just one guy. And nose tackle Eddie Goldman, also very important, but has nothing to do with Mitchell Trubisky because he's not a fucking running back. So, with that being said, Mitchell Trubisky dogged nine of the 11 starters of this Chicago Bears defense. Now, mind you, I went into this game expecting him to do this. Not only because I believed in him and him in this new system and him with these guys who we feel so much more confident with, better weapons, better play calling, better everything. Um, the weapons thing is kind of 50-50. It depends on the health of the digs and all that and Beasley. Um, but when you face this defense every day in OTAs, in training camp, in the offseason, in every regular day practice for the last four and a half years, I expect you to be able to dog these guys because you've seen this defense, you've seen this scheme for the last four plus years. That's He's been on this team. He should dog this defense. And that's exactly what he fucking did. 
34 to 6 at halftime. This man went on a fucking rampage. Let's talk about his stats. He went 20 for 28, 221 yards thrown, one touchdown, zero interceptions. And uh, how many yards did he have rushed? I believe it was one rush for 11 yards, which was an amazing fucking play by Mitchell Trubisky. He was juking guys out. He was taking hits. He didn't give a fuck. He just went out there. He looked right. He looked at Matt Nagy right in the fucking eyes and basically told him to go fuck himself because Matt Nagy. And we've talked about this so many times on this podcast is the reason why the Chicago Bears have underperformed and underachieved in recent years. Here's my thing. And you might not like it. You might not believe in it. You might feel some different type of way. You might say Mitchell Trubisky was ass. And I'll say this. Was Mitchell Trubisky the clear cut number two overall pick in the 2017 NFL draft? Fuck no. Fuck no, he wasn't. He was overrated. He only started eight games in college. He got late draft hype, um, and, his, and his draft stock rose. The same way that Zach Wilson's stock rose. Zach Wilson was a dog, don't get me wrong. Um, but his draft stock rose, beating guys like Justin Fields and Trey Lance, which is fucking insane because at the beginning of the year, Zach Wilson was probably the fourth or fifth best quarterback in that draft. He ends up going number two after fucking... Um, Trevor Lawrence obviously was the favorite. So in Mitchell Trubisky's case, you know, obviously for me as a Tar Heels and a Clemson fan, it's hard to fucking make this like comparison, but it's easy to fucking say it looking back on it. You know, with all the sexual assault cases going on with Deshaun Watson and all those allegations that I'm not going to get into because I don't have the facts and nothing's been proven yet. And until that day, I am not going to speak about that man on this podcast in any negative or positive way. We are not going to talk about guys like that. Because if it's true, fuck him. But if it's not true, I'm not going to go out there and slander somebody's name until I get the facts. But if we're ignoring that, Deshaun Watson was the clear-cut number two overall pick going to the Chicago Bears. For whatever reason they took Mitchell Trubisky is out of my fucking hands. He won a national championship, that being Deshaun Watson. Um was one of the best fucking players that entire year for college football and completely balled out. So, yeah, maybe he wasn't the best fucking guy for the job. Um, You know, we took Mitchell Trubisky. It is what it is. Patrick Mahomes was one of those guys just like Zach Wilson who um, doesn't come from a huge college, so not a lot of people knew about him, but his draft stock rose. He ended up with the Kansas City Chiefs. It turns out Mitchell Trubisky is the third best quarterback in that whole entire fucking draft. It goes... Mahomes, Watson, Trubisky. But regardless of that, regardless of that, because that doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't. Matt Nagy knew coming into this job with the Chicago Bears. He got hired after Mitchell Trubisky already got drafted by the Chicago Bears. You knew that this was your quarterback going into the future. And I know we're not talking about the game right now, but we have to fucking discuss it. Excuse me. We have to have a conversation about it. I know we've had this talk how many fucking times? I don't even know. I've lost count. That was like the majority of all of the last season we had this conversation. But we're going to have it again. Just to recap. I'm not going to go crazy into it. But let's just have a conversation about Matt Nagy as, an, as a head coach and as a man. You went into this job after having Andy Reid, one of the greatest NFL head coaches of all time. Top five. Easily. Top three is debatable, but I, I have him in my top three. Um, you have him 
as your mentor. He's leading you. He's, he, he gave you the claim that you are an offensive guru. You are a quarterback whisperer. You are a quarterback god. You can turn any quarterback into a good one. And I'll give you this. You in the scouting department did well with uh, Patrick Mahomes. You did well, very well. Um, there's no doubt about that. You know, and, and you helped develop that. You had Alex Smith, you had Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid, so on and so forth. You've been around Hall of Famers your entire career. So you, you come into the Chicago Bears claiming you're this offensive guru, this quarterback whisperer, I can make anybody into anything. But then the last four years, all we heard was excuses. Oh, Mitchell Trubisky doesn't fit my scheme. We have to see Mitchell Trubisky develop into a better passer. We need to see him do this. He needs to make these plays. He needs to do this. How about this? How about this? If you let Mitchell Trubisky do what he's good at, then he'll fucking succeed. And if he doesn't, then there's a problem. But you never gave him that opportunity. You never let him be great. You never let him do what he needed to do. You didn't adjust your play calling to fit his scheme the same way that Jim Harbaugh adjusted, or John, I forget which brother it is, the one on the Ravens. He adjusted his play calling, which with Joe Flacco was a fucking pass-heavy fucking team. Pass-heavy. And he completely changed that shit. For Lamar Jackson, who barely fucking throws the football and runs probably fucking 60% of the time. He completely changed his ways. Been in the league over 10, 15 years. Completely changed his play calling. Completely changed his scheme. Completely changed everything. Why? Because Lamar Jackson can take you there. Could Mitchell Trubisky take you there? I don't know. That yet remains to be seen. But he's an amazing leader. He's an amazing guy. He has a great work ethic. And he'll give you his all. But you didn't give him your all. You fucking said, make that throw or I'm bringing in Nick Foles. Nick Foles fits my scheme. And then what happens? (laughs) You bring in Nick Foles. (laughs) You bring in Nick Foles and he shits the fucking bed. He shits the fucking bed. He's god awful. He's, he starts off pretty strong. You start off five and two. That's great. You do these little things with David Montgomery and all this other shit. But at the end of the day, it just didn't work for you. And you have to go back to Mitchell Trubisky. Trubisky comes back in, wins four games to help you go off to go eight and eight. And, and you have to get play calling taken away from you. And Bill Lazor takes over. Then week 17. Week 17. Here we go. The Bears are, I believe it was 8-7 and seven at the time. They can go 9-7, and seven, have a winning season. And then what happens? You take play calling back over, and Mitch starts to look like shit again. Mitchell Trubisky goes off prior to you taking play calling back and saying, I feel more comfortable because guys are allowing me to do what I do great. I remember that fucking interview because it stuck with me. I said, wow, everything I'm saying is fucking true. It blew my mind. Because I thought it was just me, the only one thinking that. I thought, oh, maybe a 20-year-old kid. What do I know? Mitch fucking says it. Bill Lazor's letting me do what I do best. And that's exactly what happened with the Chicago Bears on Saturday, which is today, but it's like 12 in the morning when I'm filming this, so a little different. Um, He fucking goes off. The Bears win this fucking game. Or, I'm sorry, the Bills win this fucking game 41-15. to 
Andy Dalton looks like complete fucking shit for the second week in a row. So now you have you bring in Andy Dalton. You wanted Andy Dalton. <laughs> you bring in Andy. And you're calling the same fucking plays for Andy that you've called for Mitch. That you've called for Foles. That you've called for Chase Daniels. That you've called for the guys in Kansas City. It's all the fucking same. It's all the same. And I'm tired of it. I understand. In 2018, the Chicago Bears could have gone to the Super Bowl. I truly feel that way. You had, what, seven-plus Pro Bowlers. Mitchell Trubisky was a Pro Bowl alternative. <laughs> you have a quarterback who's a Pro Bowl. You have Allen Robinson, amazing year, comeback year. Um, your O-line is relatively healthy. You have the number one defense with Vic Fangio. This defense is scoring more fucking points than half of the offenses in the league. That's fucking insane. Um, you know, your kicker is the only real problem. You know, I, I, I always wonder what would have happened if Robbie Gold would have stayed a bear. Would we have won the Super Bowl? Who knows? But you know what people don't fucking talk about? People don't talk about this enough. And I know this isn't a I hate Matt Nagy podcast. I promise you it's not. I want you to succeed. Any man in this world. If you're on my team, whether we're enemies or not, whether we're enemies or not, one of my best friends, Robert Blaylock, you know him, you know him. If you don't, I don't know what to tell you. Our whole life, we were rivals. We were always on different teams. We went to the same middle school, same high school, same college, all that shit. We were always rivals. And then we, we never on the same team, ever. Senior year of high school, he joins my football team. He joins my baseball team. And that kid became my brother. To this day, one of my best friends. I've known him for over 17 years. We've only been best friends for like five. <laughs> because we were always rivals. But you're on my team. You're my brother now. What's good for you is good for me. If you take some of my reps, as long as you hit your shit and do what you do, I'm fine with it. So Matt Nagy, I'm not praying on your downfall. I don't want you to get fired. I want you to be fucking great. I want you to win a fucking Super Bowl for this team. But when your ego gets in the fucking way and you blame the running game and you blame Mitchell Trubisky, Nick Foles, you're going to blame Andy Dalton. We all know it. You blame Chase Daniel. You blame all these fucking cats. You blame Jordan Howard. You blame Tariq Cohen. You blame the O-line. You blame David Montgomery, Lamar Miller, Cordell Patterson, so many others that you just don't give opportunities to. Like Riley Ridley. Where the fuck? Riley Ridley had an amazing play yesterday. Where the fuck has he been? You haven't even given him an opportunity. Then we're going to get into the Cody Parkey talk. Cody Parkey in that 2018 January game. Everybody remembers the double doink. You know, the Bears are 12-4. and four. You're playing against the defending champs in the Philadelphia Eagles. Nick Foles is balling out. Mitchell Trubisky's balling out. Over 300 yards thrown. Playing a great game. But you only ran the ball with four guys, five guys, a total of 11 times. 11 fucking times. Your offense scored six fucking points. You just won Coach of the Year. Your offense... Scored six points. Cody Parkey, the guy who everyone claims is the reason they lost that game. Yes, he missed the game-winning field goal. I understand that. But you're the offensive coordinator, the play caller, and the head coach. And your offense with seven pro bowlers, 
three being on the offensive line, one being your quarterback, the other being a top 10 wide receiver. And great speed from Taylor Gabriel, Tariq Cohen, and so on and so forth. Great speed from them. A mobile quarterback in Trubisky as well. And you still only ran the ball a total of 11 times. The league average is damn near 20. And that's just from the running back committee. And out of all six of them combined, all these running backs on your team, all these quarterbacks that can run, you ran that bitch 11 times. Cody Parkey kicked more field goals than you scored points. Cody Parkey, we lost this game 15 to what? 15 to 16 or something like that? I know we scored 15. So you scored six. (laughs) I know you guys can do the math. If we scored six as an offense, how many fucking points did Cody Parkey fucking score? So I understand that Cody Parkey double-doinked, but you used him as as a scapegoat to why we lost that game. Because there's no fucking way with that defense holding it down the way it was. I understand Eddie Jackson was out, but that's just one guy. That's just one guy. Deion Bush can hold it down for a little bit. It wasn't even that bad. But you just fucked it up. Fucked it up. I mean, and then you blame Parky. Then you act like everything. This is 2018. Going into 2019, you say, oh, oh, well, we have a kicking situation now. We have like 10 fucking kickers on the team, 10 fucking tight ends. And then nobody plays all preseason. Nobody plays all fucking preseason. Why? Because, oh, we're Super Bowl ready. We're Super Bowl ready. You guys don't need to practice. We're good. We're perfectly fine. We don't need to change a thing. We just need a kicker. Then you go out, and you look like dog shit. You finish the year 8-8, eight and eight, fuck that. You missed the playoffs, fuck that. Green Bay takes over again. It's like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Maybe they should have played. Maybe they should have fucking played preseason. They weren't ready. They were tired. They were soft. And you fucking used that excuse again. of oh, Mitchell Trubisky this, Mitchell Trubisky that. All right, fine. I'll give it to you. Maybe it's Mitch. Maybe we'll have that conversation. Bring in Nick Foles. You, used to, you, you worked with him in Philadelphia when you used to be with the Eagles before you went to Kansas City. So, all right, fine. He's a Super Bowl MVP. He just fucked you up in 2018 in the playoffs. So he's got to be good, right? You got it. You're, you're so close with him. You've known him over 10 years. Fuck it. Let's do it. Maybe Matt's right. Maybe we need a pocket passer. So we beef up the O-line. We, we draft David fucking Montgomery. David fucking Montgomery out of Iowa. Amazing running back. I go, all right, this kid can catch. This kid can run. He can play both sides of the ball. Let's fucking do it. Let's do it. And then you barely fucking use him. And Nick Foles, like we already discussed, fucking flames out. A bum. A mobile getting eaten alive. Overthrowing guys. Darnell Mooney is wide open against Jalen Ramsey on Monday Night Football against the Los Angeles Rams. And he gets fucking shit on. Because Nick Foles overthrows him by a fucking mile. What the fuck? So you go back to Mitch. Mitch looks great. We already discussed this. Then you take a play calling over. And he looks like shit again. You go to the playoffs in 2020 against the Saints. Do I remember how many points they fucking scored against the Saints? I don't even remember. It was fucking horrible. I know know Mitchell Trubisky won Nickelodeon MVP, whatever the fuck that means. Um, MVP, baby. Oh, here it is. The Bears scored nine 
fucking points. Lose this game 9-21. to Finish the year 8-8. Eight and eight. They lost this game 9-21. to So you go to the playoffs the first time. And, and you're complete shit. Complete shit. You only score 15. So you say, we're going to be better than that. So the second year, you say, all right. We don't even make the fucking playoffs. Fuck it. It's a building year. We're going to grow. We're going to use this as fuel to the future. The third fucking year. What the fuck? You don't, you score less points than you did the fucking first time. And this time you have Nick Foles and Mitchell Trubisky. So, and a better fucking running back. And you have Darnell Mooney. And you have all these other guys. You have Cole Komet. You have Jimmy Graham. You have a better offense. You have everything you could possibly fucking want in this world. Everything you could fucking possibly want in this world. And you shit the fucking bed. You shit the fucking bed. And there's nothing you can say about that to change that. So what do you do? You go into the offseason, you tell, you're on the hot seat. You're on the fucking hot seat. And you fire Mitchell Trubisky. You run him out of town. So then, all right, whatever, whoop-de-whoop. You get Andy Dalton, you were trying to get Russell Wilson, you were trying to get Aaron Rodgers, you were trying to get Derek Carr. All these other things were happening. Wasn't going. Wasn't going. Seattle would not go. They were not folding. You cut Kyle Fuller. Refused to pay Allen Robinson. People are pissed. Eddie Goldman doesn't know if he wants to come back. Khalil Mack's pissed off. Akeem Mix is questioning if he wants to stay here. Kyle Long fucking retires just so he doesn't want to fucking play with you. He's gone on record and said that. He won't play under this Bears coaching staff. Then he comes out of retirement a year later and he's with Kansas City now. What the fuck? Hope Kyle gets a ring though. I'm happy for him. Um, but yeah, it's, it's what the fuck. It's what the fuck. So then you bring in Andy Dalton. You get rid of Kyle Fuller for Andy fucking Dalton. Red Rifle. Fuck him. Who cares? This fucking guy gets lucky. Saves his ass. Because Justin Fields' draft stock falls. I've known Justin Fields for six years now. Since I was 17 years old. How the fuck old am I? I'm 21. Alright, so I've known him for like five years now. About. I've known of him. Max Prep Sports. You know, Netflix is QB1 Beyond the Lights. A great show. If you haven't seen it already, you can see Justin Fields at a TV show. He was on the show. Uh, showed his high school games. He was an amazing kid. Um, he goes to the Bulldogs. They don't respect him there. They give Jake Fromm the starting gig. Whatever. Goes to Ohio State. Leads them to a national fucking championship. This kid's amazing. Amazing. In a COVID year. No preseason or nothing. He just fucking dogs it and goes crazy. Gets his ribs fucking cracked in half against Clemson and still dots up my favorite team. Clemson Tigers for life, baby, but fuck. You crack this kid's ribs, he gets right back up and drops over 40 on your fucking head. That kid's legit. Somehow, he drops all the way to, what was it, 11? And the Bears trade up. Ryan Pace knows he has to save his ass. He has to save his own ass. So he trades up, trades a future first, trades the current first, and something else. Um, I think it was like a fifth or something. But um, he trades up to get Justin Fields. Ryan Pace, your job is saved. You did the right thing. You got us a great offense, a great offensive line. You still got Tevin Jenkins, all these other guys. And, and then that's what happens. You get Justin Fields. So Matt Nagy, <laughs> here's what I don't want to fucking see. I could see why you blame Andy Dalton. He's looked like shit. He does look like shit. He is shit. 
franchise leader in every category for the Cincinnati Bengals. But you're over 10 years in this league now, bro. Like, it's not it, – that's – there's a reason you're leading. Jay Cutler leads every stat for the Chicago Bear. That's not because he was great. It's because he was there for a long fucking time. You, you damn well better be. You know what I mean? Like, if you're there for more than 10 years, fuck, you better lead in every fucking category. Or what are we doing? Why do we keep bringing you back? But it is what it is. So why am I saying this? Why am I speaking on this? Because now we're in present – day 2021 it's currently midnight so it's technically the 22nd of sunday um but nonetheless (laughs) nonetheless on fucking august 21st 2021 mitchell trubisky like i said at the beginning of this video walks in to soldier field shakes up with justin fields you know says nothing but good things about him that's great you know real recognizing real and he goes out there and does that to the Bears. 34 to 6 at halftime against one of the best defenses in the league. <laughs> That's fucking insane. And, and and it's only been one summer. It's only been one summer. Excuse me. It's only been one summer. And he fucking balls out with a new system, new players. <laughs> He's better than he's ever been. I understand it's just one game and it's only preseason. But if that doesn't speak volumes to you, I don't know what does. Nick Foles was a Super Bowl MVP before he came to Chicago. Mitchell Trubisky (laughs) leaves Chicago and balls out. Prior to coming to Chicago, he was a top draft pick. What does that say about you? The, the, The quarterback whisperer. It's fucking bullshit. <laughs> That's what it fucking is. So for me, you finish out this game, there's a lot to talk about. You know, the defense didn't look great. You got to tackle. You got to make tackles. You got to wrap guys up. You got to wrap guys up. That's just, that's fundamental football. I need to see you guys be better. If I miss a fucking tackle in my all my years of playing, if I miss a tackle, you get right the fuck back up and you chase that guy till he's down. I'm watching Eddie Jackson play with his dick on the ground after missing a tackle. That's fucking bullshit. We're paying you way too much money, Eddie. I missed 2018, Eddie, when Eddie gave a fuck. I understand this is your third defensive coordinator in however many years. Four years. Vic Fangio, Chuck Pagano, now Sean Desai. But Sean Desai has been with the team since like 2012, 2013. So he's been under Vic. He's a DB's coach. That's where he originated from. He's a doctor. He has a fucking PhD. So for me, it's it's more of it's more of like he's helping you out. He cares about DBs. Most 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 defensive coordinators could give a fuck. They care about the pass rushers and they care about the linebackers. They care about the defensive line. Rarely do you find a guy that gives a fuck about the safeties. When I played safety, I love him. Ben Needich, best coach I ever had. But every time, what'd he tell me? The only time he spoke to me was when he wanted me to alternate with linebackers with my boy Kenny. Uh, Kenny would switch off, go back, play safety, and I would go blitz in because I was faster. The only time he talked to me was when I was blitzing. Other than that, he let me do me. It's really not hard to coach a safety. You let him do him, and you make sure he's just, make sure nobody's behind him. That's really the only thing. So now you have a guy that actually gives a fuck. So take advantage of that shit while you have it. Because I'm tired of seeing this shit, man. I really am. 
As a safety, too, I love Eddie Jackson. Eddie Jackson could be a top three safety in this league if he wanted to. But it's whether or not he fucking wants to. And after he got paid, you started acting different, bro. And I need to see a change. Sean Desai, I like Sean Desai. I just feel like he needs, I feel like too much energy. Too much energy. I love that. I don't want a Mark Trestman type guy um, who you could win the fucking Super Bowl and this guy has a blank look on his face. I hate that shit. Be fun. Be energetic. But sometimes I feel like maybe Sean Desai's decision makings is kind of conflicted with his energy towards the game or his feelings or how he's feeling. He's a very, very emotional guy, I feel like. Very fun guy, very good guy. I'm not saying anything negative about him. I'm just hoping that doesn't get um, kind of entangled. You know what I mean? Your play calling and your emotions don't get entangled. Because you see that with Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy's ego affects his play calling. It really does. You know, you could run the ball for 70 yards and then he won't do it again for the next two quarters. That's just how it is. Um, but yeah, I mean, I liked everything I saw. I liked this game. I understand it was just preseason. Um, Andy Dalton, though, looked like fucking shit. Looked like fucking shit. I'm so sick of it. You know, um, he goes 11 for 17, 146 yards thrown. Uh, one touchdown, one interception. Rushing, he didn't do anything. He tried. Didn't go well. Um, Justin Fields goes 9 for 19 in the second half. Nick Foles doesn't see the field at all. <laughs> Which which proves my point that, you know, you, you preached how much you needed Nick Foles and how he was going to help you win a Super Bowl. And now you're not even playing the fucking guy. Justin Fields goes 9 for 19, 80 yards thrown, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. Um, he rushes four carries, 46 yards. That's, that's pretty good. Um, mind you, he was doing this in the second half, so he didn't have a single starter on that offense with him. But it is what it is. I'm more leaning towards... Um, my problems with Matt Nagy right now. I hope to God. I, I listened to an interview after the game, press conference. Um, press conference interview, it was all about how he said, you know, after last week's win against Miami, he told everyone not to get too, get too high on it. Don't be too excited. And now after this week, after this week's loss, devastating loss, don't be too low. Don't beat yourself up. And I like that because it's showing that he's becoming a little bit more humble his ego isn't everywhere. But my thing, my thing from the beginning, is that he's all talk. All fucking talk. This, all he does is fucking talk. I've heard this man more times than not say, do I look stupid to you? I know we need to run the ball. We're going to run the ball. I know we need to get Mitch in the, out of the pocket. I know we need to scramble the ball. I know we need better play calling. I know we need this. He goes there, up there in that podium, every fucking week, every Sunday. He goes up there after a game and says that. And then the next Sunday, it's like none of that conversation ever happened. It's kind of like, say you're in a relationship and, and you're with a girl and she keeps telling you every single thing she wants to change about herself to make herself better for you, better for herself, and better for others. You sit down and you have this conversation once a week. Okay, it's Monday. We're going to be great all week long. And then come Sunday, that whole week, that whole week goes by and you haven't seen her change one fucking bit. Same shit. Same shit. She's pulling. That's exactly what we're doing with Matt Nagy right now. And I'm fucking sick of it. And I don't want to see it happen with Justin Fields. This fucking guy goes off talking about 
Andy Dalton, he reiterated, they said, he reiterated that Andy Dalton was the week one starter this year against um, against the Los Angeles Rams. And there's two things I have to say about that. He said, quote, we need to see how he is in the regular season first. End quote. <laughs> first of all, let me tell you something. I don't need to smell shit to know it stinks or to even know it's shit. I just got to look at it. I'm looking at Andy Dalton. He's not bad. But he's not your best option right now. Now, the only reason I know for a fact, there's two reasons, really. The one reason you don't want to play Justin Fields is because your offensive line isn't fully healthy. You bring in Jason Peters, that's amazing. Uh, Nine-time Pro Bowler. He's been in this league for more than 10 years. That's great. Um, But he's older. He's 39 years old. So fuck that. Tevin Jenkins out with back surgery for a little while. We don't know when he's going to come back. Presumably, it's going to be sometime later this year. We don't know. So you don't want to throw Justin in the Wolves. He already took a dirty fucking hit from number 59, um, which we're going to get into that in a little bit later. Um, but you take that dirty fucking hit and you notice, yeah, I jumped out of my fucking seat when I saw it. I was terrified. As a, as a Chicago native, I've seen Chris Bryant go down. I've seen Derrick Rose go down. I've seen guys go down time and time again. And it's heartbreaking. So we don't want that to fucking happen. We got one more week against Tennessee next week, and then the kids should be good. Sit them for the rest of the year because you don't want them to get hurt if this offensive line is shit. Unless Andy Dalton is truly that fucking bad, then throw in Justin Fields. But the main reason to me that Andy Dalton is starting is to save Matt Nagy for another year. Because if Matt Nagy starts this year with Justin Fields and doesn't win more than eight games, he's fired. Without a question, without a doubt, he's fucking fired because you had a whole year of Justin Fields. So if you start Andy Dalton at the end of the year when you're having contract talks with Matt Ryan, um, Ted Phillips and everybody else and, and, George, and, and, and not George, I'm sorry, um, and, and the owners of the Bears, you're, you're having this conversation. George McCaskey, I'm sorry, his name blipped. I almost called him George Hallis. Um, but... You have these conversations and you can say, well, I had Andy Dalton at the beginning of the year. So give me a full year with Justin Fields next year and I could show you what I could really do. That's why you're not playing Justin Fields to save your own ass. Because you want a full, which makes sense. You want Justin in year two, a year after being in the NFL. He's adjusted. Um, he'll be developing well. So that's, that's, that's definitely a really realistic goal. Um, but it also saves your fucking job. And I don't think I don't notice that. So... That's what I got to fucking say. That's how I feel about it. Mitchell Trubisky, congratulations. I don't know if you're ever going to be a starter in this league. I know you have the potential to be. I'm just so happy you found a place where you feel appreciated. You deserve the best. I'm happy you balled out. I'm happy you shit on us because we deserved it. We deserved it. And it's crazy how everyone hated you for four years. And the second you leave, everyone loves you. And that's, that's just, that's how it goes. You know, everyone hated Derrick Rose after his ACL injuries, but now everyone wants him back. Chris Bryant, dogged by Cubs fans. Now everyone loves him. They miss him. <laughs> they fucking miss him. And you don't know what you got till it's gone. So with that being said, hopefully next week we'll get a better showing from Andy Dalton in our final preseason game against the Tennessee Titans. Um, hopefully Justin Fields gets his final reps. I'm hoping that we don't see Nick Foles at all, because fuck Nick Foles, um, respectfully. But that's how I feel about that.
Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for bearing with me. Thank you, P, for helping me out. Thank you for all my supporters. Um, we already got over 2,000 views right now. I'm looking at the live chat. Um, which is fucking insane. It's fucking late. You guys, go to bed, you fucking weirdos. Um, <laughs> but I hope you guys have an amazing weekend. Stay safe. Stay beautiful. Stay out of trouble. Get fucking vaccinated. And go fucking bears. This has been my cues from Mike on the Mic. Stay safe, God bless, and I'll make the next video as soon as I can. Peace out.